Future Sense is a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name, broadcast on BayFM in Byron Bay, Australia at bayfm.org. Hosted by Nick Jeans and well-known international futurist Steve McDonald, Future Sense provides a fresh, deep analysis of global trends and emergent technologies. How can we identify the layers of growth, personally, socially, and globally? What are the signs missed, the truths being denied? Science, history, politics, psychology, ancient civilizations, alien contact, the new psychedelic revolution, cryptocurrency, and other disruptive and distributed technologies, and much more. This is Future Sense. I was going to move on just to talk a little bit about flow states and early second-tier consciousness, and by that I mean the, the seventh layer in Claire Graves' model, uh, which is often called integral or integrative, is typically likened to a flow state being in a flow state mm. where we're combining the opposites, we're combining formlessness mm. to form. Mm. Uh, and it's it was, I guess, one of the first places we saw it emerge in terms of public discussion was with, within uh, the realm of, of elite athletes talking about operating in flow states. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. In and, the zone, so to speak. Yeah, in, in the zone, yep. yeah. And when I was working uh, over 10 years ago as a consultant in Melbourne, I got invited to join a discussion group at the Victorian Institute of Sport where the uh, head coaches from the various disciplines hmm. uh, would get together once a month and talk about extreme performance. Hmm. And it, it often uh, rotated or so, it often sort of centred around this discussion of flow states and how do we get into flow states? What is a flow state? What does it feel like? How do we train and equip people to enter into flow states to obtain that extreme performance? And the reason I got invited was really because of my professional background of having worked in extreme professions, of, of having been at war, having been a, a rescue helicopter pilot operating in extremes, and uh, having experienced myself many, many times flow states. Um, and I, I used to talk about things like being uh, a rescue helicopter pilot and being in the middle of a rescue and how my way of being, my way of operating would um, fall into this flow state where my body would be doing things without, yeah. without the rational mind engaging. Yeah. And particularly, you know, simple things like I might be um, hovering over a site where a patient is being winched up and the wind is gusting and I have to constantly be moving the controls to keep the helicopter still. Yeah. And I can remember doing that one day and, and my rational mind noticed that I, it wasn't actually controlling my body movements. My, you know, my hands and, and feet were, were moving the controls to keep the, the helicopter still. Mm. And so there was, a, there was a, some uh, way, other way that my, myself mm. was uh, assessing what was going on in the environment around me and responding to it without it being channeled through my rational mind. Yeah. 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 It's funny, on a, a related topic, because you mentioned sport there, and that's what you're talking about. Um, our friend uh, Peter last night mentioned to me this show that's on ABC at the moment about the, the Australian rules football team, Collingwood. Uh, it's called From the Inside Out. Apparently it's an incredible thing about their um, their uh, approach to it. I haven't seen it, but it's, it sounds similar that this football club, which is already near at the top of uh, this year's AFL competition, yeah. um, are talking, uh, are working with their players on a, on a completely different way to do with love and understanding, to do with emotional and mental um, opening up, mm. rather than you know this sort wow. of tough, toughening it out. Who would, have, of, who would have guessed? Football's who, evolving. <laughs> My God. <laughs> but it's fantastic because yeah, I mean we're seeing these examples popping up everywhere yeah, in all sorts of spheres. And absolutely, it's you know it's, a, it's it such is. an encouraging sign yeah. to see this happening, totally. this, this richening of life. 
and uh, just getting back to the flow state. So we're we're in a when we're in a flow state, um, life is not necessarily less surprising, but it tends to be less chaotic. <laughs> and uh, when we're in the flow, then miracles miracles can happen, the unexpected, and of course that manifests in sport as extreme performance sometimes. Yeah. And by being in a flow state, what I really mean is I'm talking about this dynamic interplay of yin and yang, yin and yang, yin and yang, and it, and it's dynamic action. Uh, the, you know, it's constant switching from one to the other mm. or evolution, you know, transition from one to the other. And of course, um, when that transition happens, the the one that has been dominant or active surrenders, the other one grows. And then just as it's <laughs> peaking, it gives birth to the seed of the other. And yes. that's reflected in the, the Tai Chi symbol as those little dots of the opposites mm. that sit inside the peak of the, mm. the other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no need to understand everything uh, in order to get into a flow state. In fact, you have to surrender the understanding process. Mm. And uh, infinity, which is the quantum field, which is where the, the miracles, the magic emerge from, cannot be understood by the rational mind. Simple, because it, because it is infinite, right? And the, infinite, the, the rational mind cannot grasp infinity. Mm. It just cannot do it. Mm. The truth is and always will remain a mystery to the rational mind. And we need to accept that and move beyond it in mm. order to get into these flow mm. states. So it's really about tapping into that mystery and embracing it, allowing it to enrich in our life. Uh, and, it, and it comes through being non-rational, yeah. basically. Yes. Uh, it's, it's what the Taoists uh, call action through non-action. Yeah. yeah, and I suspect most of the people listening to a show like this and this station, living in this region, you may be somewhere else out there. Hello, if you are, um, probably have connections to or experiences of that kind of state in one sort of or the other. And if you do, again, please text in zero four three seven three four triple one nine because I think this is uh, these kind of capacities as we're speaking about are emerging in all sorts of places. Absolutely, and it would be great to get if some people yes, want to text in their own experience of that of this moving beyond the rational mind and, and discovering that magic, that mystery mm. uh, flowing into their life as a result. Mm. Um, and as we were, were talking about before, you know, in, in the lead up to this big transition into second tier, uh, we are still operating in that place of either or having dominance from either the left brain or the right brain. And that gives rise to uh, rejection and resistance when we're operating from one side of the brain and something, you know, the, its opposite arises. Yes. And uh, it's not what we what we're experiencing and we resist it, reject it. Um, and then inevitably when we do that, we often find that something unexpected will manifest for us in life. So there's a clue in that to our own creative process, how we actually manifest things in our life. And uh, mm. because of this weird paradoxical flow within that uh, dualistic energy system, the yin and the yang, when we're focused on one thing, it will automatically arise <laughs> as the other, right? <laughs> And, oh, and consequently, so life is, is, you know, often full of these unexpected and, and maybe unwanted experiences that, that we're manifesting ourselves. So true. Uh, a couple of texts have come in. Thanks. Uh, there's a subscription streaming channel called Gaia. Yes, very familiar with Gaia. Uh, worth a mention and a look if you haven't already because it covers the same content that, content that we do and to some degree that's true. Yes, indeed. Um, but this is an interesting text here. Um, all the chakras can be used but they can get overstimulated or overused. Only through the heart chakra you can direct as much energy as this world can give us. The heart chakra can not get overloaded 
as the other chakras do. It is not how you use the energy to show how big you can be or how you can move through the different energies. It's the capacity to direct the energy through the heart. All complications are just a product of energy misplacement. Reality, uh, sorry, really a product on either left or right hand hemispheres of the brain activity. Thanks, guys. So that question about the, yeah, the focus of the heart, the heart cannot be overloaded. Mm. Yeah, I don't think that's a question. I think that's mm. a statement. And statement. if we look at research around our heart field, the energetic mm. field, uh, particularly through the work of the... Um, heart Math Institute. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Then what they are finding is that our energetic field is centered on the heart and it's shaped like a torus. Mm. And for those of you who don't know what a torus looks like, it's like a donut but without the icing. And in the center, of course, we've got a hole though. In the center, in the center of the torus uh, <laughs> is the the portal to the quantum field. Yes. And so it is. It's, uh, a, it's a portal to infinite energy. So that I, I'm just backing up what that uh, yeah. listener has said. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good statement, and uh, yeah. we we don't disagree with that. That's for sure. And the focus on the heart chakra, the ability to to uh, as you said to channel to direct the energy through the heart chakra is is a capacity which I think is uh, is growing and it also you know needs practice so to speak yeah and this this is a developmental thing yeah. so for many many people in fact I'd, I'd say for most people on the planet this is not their experience of day-to-day life and so it is a process of growth and that growth involves sequentially activating the chakras mm. and in that process of growth we can have very very different experiences to this and that this experience of um, having uh, a feeling of infinite capacity and a portal to the, the quantum field through our heart chakra is is uh, a place uh, that we arrive at through a long development developmental process. Mm. Yeah. Mm. For all of you out there, strangers in a strange land, you're grokking future sense here on Bay FM. Thanks for your text. We've got a lot of texts in here. We may not get to them all. Uh, just quickly, though, Dudley texted in uh, when we were talking about, Steve was talking about uh, flying the helicopter and, and being basically uh, not thinking in that space and yet absolutely facilitating what was necessary um, in the in the moment of response to to uh, the situation. And Dudley says, yes, I experienced this when, I, when doing a learning-to-touch type game and suddenly I found my fingers spontaneously typing the letter combinations before I consciously recognised the letters. Indeed. Exactly. And in fact, most people experience it when they're driving, of course. You know, we learn how to drive. We have to think about it at first, yeah. but then we just do it without thinking. Yeah. Um, a couple of, well, I might just mention this because I've half written now. And also, Tiana's written. Yes, I've had a couple of experiences whilst working on people's necks. The first time I was working on a friend's neck, I fell into a profound state of deep wisdom and all knowing us for about 15 minutes and have been trying to get back to that state ever since. <laughs> the second time I was also working on a client's neck when something took over my hands and I was releasing the muscles and re- realigning the vertebrae and it wasn't me doing it but it was also profound and now I have the ability to work on soft tissue and align the spine without cracking. I always uh, thought it was a guide coming to show me how to treat necks but maybe I was just in the flow, whichever I now specialise in next. That's you beautiful. Thank you for Thank, sharing. Yeah, thanks to Yana. Good friend of mine. Awesome. Hmm. Um, and some people call that kind of process uh, moving from form to formlessness. Mm, yes. And it's important to remember that the journey to get there 
just like the journey throughout life in general, takes us through these different zones. And so you know, we're born into formlessness and we grow into form where the rational mind is dominant and then we can uh, transcend that into uh, a higher level of formlessness. So um, formal structure has, has to be involved in some way. Uh, so it's good, to, it's good to have some kind of structural basis from which to move into formlessness. And uh, I guess I, I know it best from the world of martial arts where uh, typically when you start studying martial arts, you're taught a form, so a structured way of moving uh, that you repeat over and over and over again. And through the repetition and the practice and the meditation involved with that, mm. you eventually uh, reconfigure the whole way that your body moves and you move into the capacity to op operate without the structure formlessly but following a particular mm. path yeah yeah which in, a, in a, uh, another analog of course if you learn to play a musical instrument you do need to have some skills usually exactly it's 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 exactly <laughs> the same thing it doesn't matter what topic you're talking about you yes. know that learning process just goes upon this along this pathway in learning theory sometimes it's described as the journey from unconscious incompetence where you don't know what you don't know to conscious incompetence where you start to learn and you realize that you're incompetent and then to conscious competence where you can operate comp competently when you are consciously focusing on it mm. so that's the rational mind mm. in dominating there mm. and then with uh, you know the achievement of mastery you go to a place of unconscious competence yeah. where you can be competent without the rational mind having to think or control yeah yeah which is the flow state which is the flow state uh, another text on exactly that for example uh, of me being in the flow driving to airport and the traffic slows to a crawl so i'll be late i just surrendered i let go and disengage my normal response of annoyance it was neither a good thing nor a bad thing and literally a moment later an HOV lane, not sure what that is, began on the freeway and I pulled into it and zoomed along and got to my flight on time. If I'd been angry, that lane would have not collapsed into the particle of reality. There you go, that's yeah. hacking the matrix right that's there. That's hacking the matrix right there. There you go. Well yeah. done. Nice work. Yeah, nice work. Nice work. All of our listeners, great work. Great work, folks. Indeed. Well done. In indeed. So... <laughs> We're talking about everything and nothing today. The intellect, planet. intellect, and intuition. I mean, that, that, when you're talking about this now, yes. And I just want to maybe flesh a little bit out uh, about the fact that, in, on one sense, these are opposites, and yet, of course, they're also not in the sense that we're encompassing everything, transcending and including everything. How do you work with intellect and intuition together? I mean, you're sort of saying that in the, these examples you're giving, but I think it's a it's a place of quite profound. A confusion for many people at the moment as perhaps as we're seeing from the texts that are coming people are having these kind of experiences of more intuitive more flow states on one hand and on the other hand we're having to deal still with a very rational world overall and the intellect that needs to be engaged to deal with the very real supposedly real things that we have to deal with on a daily basis yeah, that's a really nice question because it feeds into what I was going to talk about next, which uh, is around the, the personal practice of this. Mm. And the first and, first and foremost, the most important thing is to be in integrity. So we're talking about operating in an integrated way. And as, uh, as we, we can all achieve in various ways within the first tier of consciousness, 
however, we're achieving it as a kind of a, uh, a radical uh, difference to the normal flow of life, which is yeah. where we're encountering this left brain, right brain alternation, and we're accepting, rejecting, uh, and trying to you know juggle the paradox. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless of that, for most of us in in life within the first year of consciousness, we do achieve some level of mastery in something, and it might be you know something relatively urbane, yeah. uh, but nevertheless, we all have the capacity and, and often do that. Yes. Um, and what we're talking about is transitioning into second tier where this becomes the norm and and the uh, on on occasion we might fall out of it so it's the exact opposite of, of uh, being in the first tier and the, the important um, aspects of that experience for us in in terms of creating this start with being in integrity within ourselves mm. so i'm talking here about our relationship with ourself mm and uh, moving beyond any dichotomy, internal dichotomy, where part of us is struggling against another part of us. Mm. Yeah? And that is a, a growth process, of course, mm. and uh, it goes through that same process of learning where we start out not being aware that part of us is struggling against another part of us, and we can't become aware of that, but we don't know how to control it. Or we even enjoy that part, I, th- I would suggest, too. Tell me more, Nick. <laughs> Well, I think there's a part of self-sabotage in many of us uh, that enjoys the, the battle between those those different parts of ourselves, and com- and that that becomes its own little cul-de-sac, its own little addiction mm. at times too, until you until it's not. Yeah, yeah. It, it, isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I mean I'm a firm believer in that everything is is right, you know, in some way, and everything is uh, leading us along this mm. path of growth in some way, mm. and yes. and uh, no doubt there'll be. Uh, some uh, beneficial outcome eventually yes well the the hov lane has just opened up That's and right. uh, thanks for the uh, thanks for the texter who is clarifying what hov stands for did you know what it i i didn't no it stands for high occupancy vehicle lane oh there you go so when yeah, we're all together good. going the same direction the, the lane will open up yeah. and off we go zooming up to the future and that's great there. yeah that's they used good. to call those transit lanes once upon a time that's right yeah. hov sounds more yeah. interesting it does deeper yeah and so it sort of uh, sounds like it should have hovercraft going down it doesn't it, it? That's right, HIV, yeah. So first and foremost, being in integrity, uh, growing beyond that place where we are struggling against ourselves. And once we achieve that integrity, it allows us to stand on solid ground, metaphorically, be solidly grounded. And when we can be solidly, solidly grounded, then we can act firmly and stay balanced. Yeah, without throwing ourselves off balance. Whereas if, if we're if we're imbalanced, mm. if we're not balanced inside, then we're not balanced outside mm. either. And this, for me, this again is a, a lesson that I've learned through uh, the practice of meditative martial arts. Where if my mind is not present, uh, if it's in other words, if it's somewhere else, then I, my body will be off balance. And and mm. sometimes, often, that would will show up where I'm doing my my training routine and all of a sudden I lose my balance and I realise that my mind wasn't here, it was somewhere else. Yeah. And and therefore the mind was creating the balance which manifested in the body. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so with balance then we can act firmly and stay balanced and when we can do that we can act and influence people and life wisely, humbly and softly and remain in the flow of life and what we're effectively doing is we're opening up space within our life for that mystery and magic 
to flow mm. in, mm. which was, you know, both uh, quite beautifully described by some of the listeners. Exactly. This doesn't happen very often, but I'm going to quote the Bible here because it popped into my head, the meek shall inherit the earth. <laughs> in a way, this is what you're saying. Yes. Uh, that, that, uh, that ability to have, uh, to explore soft power, you might say, and politically, yeah. uh, is, is what we, the capacity which we're evolving. Uh, whereas for many of us, I think what we thought of how to reach change internally and externally was kind of like, let's go gung ho at this. Let's, let's break down the barriers. Let's pull down the structures. And we're seeing this, of course, all around the world at the moment as an, an expression. Yes. But at the same time, there's this feeling that we're articulating today that there's something else going on for many, many people now on the planet who can actually feel this other change moving through them, this softer power, this meekness, but not meek in that, that you know, we know what, you, what I mean, I think. Yeah. Mm. And until we become conscious of the natural flow of things, then often we're working against the natural flow. Yes. Simply, and we don't know it. You know, no, that's right, we don't know the, it. This yeah. is the, the unconscious incompetence yes. place. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so... This doesn't mean that when we get into the flow state, we're not going to be surprised by life. It doesn't mean that at all. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to transform radically. What it means is that we transform radically mm. and our perception, our experience of life transforms mm. radically. And whatever happens, we will understand and be able to accept why it happened and it will further our growth our expansion in some way mm. and, uh, and sort of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about sports people and being in the zone i mean is, it is that isn't it because if you are in that zone in yourself and radiating so to speak emanating that beingness in this new way you could say this other this way um, that itself has a, a profound effects that we may not be aware of and yet to really own as how powerful that space can actually be to transform things. Yeah, absolutely. And those athletes, you know, they don't mm. get there uh, accidentally. They get there through solid structure underneath, which is through their application, their training yes. and their learning. Yeah. And so in order to operate in this flow state on a day-to-day -day basis, we also have to have that nesting mm. of structure underneath. And that most often comes as a structured practice of some sort, mm. um, you know, a mindful practice, meditative practice that then allows the other to layer over the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Let's take one more break here. We'll come back and uh, finish up. You're resonating right now on Future Sense with Steve McDonald and Nick Jeans. We've been talking about the play of opposites today. That's right, and growing into flow most recently, and we've covered everything, and now we're left with nothing, That's except a few text messages. A few text messages, the last few things here, and they come in and out from a couple of different people, so I'm not sure how they relate directly to each other. Um, one person's written, I think it might be Dudley, saying, I think it is when our awareness shifts from taking in an increasing number of distinct items to a sense of all integrated into a oneness. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. And and then he says, and the shift is abrupt. I think that follows on from what you were saying. There's a couple of other texts that come in between that. Mm. Um, yeah, the shift is abrupt. And last, this is beautiful, a nice place. And thanks to Peter for uh, Peter M for writing this: surrender and trust, fearlessness and focus, yin and yang, allowing space for all that is. Beautiful. Lovely. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, indeed, and thanks for your contributions, all of you today. It's been fantastic. It has. It's been awesome. Mm. And also not awesome. 
<laughs> it's everything and nothing. I mean, have fun, folks, with this, you know, because it is, you know, we're not making light of, uh, well, we are making light of things, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't have to be difficult to start to... Um, to approach this way of thinking, I guess you could say, and not not that any of us are experts here. I, I'm I feel like I'm learning continually, sitting across from this man here, and I'm sure he learns things from me too occasionally. I do, um, but but just that that ability to be open to the greater uh, the greater feeling of being in this world, and the potential that we actually have now for true transformation. And I think many of us are really reading that in our environment, in our reality, in our internal space. I hope so. I think that's that's true. And, I, you know, it's easy to generalise and we are in a bubble here. All that's true. Yes, yes, yes. But nevertheless, have a look at what's happening in the world and the breaking down of all the structures that we've known and, and held to be the, the stability of our universe for, for hundreds of years and thousands. That They're all breaking down. And what's left? What's left there is something else that's emerging in the human heart, I would suggest. That's right. And we're moving into a very intense period of change that may well last for the next decade or even two, in, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And during that time, uh, we are going to gradually see the collapse of our social structures and, and modern way of living and the emergence of what's next. And the old things won't go away. They never do. You know, we still have evidence of many, many older ways of living yeah. very prevalent within society. But in terms of our, our dominant global culture, we're moving to something new. We're adding another layer, mm. something that's more complex, something that's demanding that we grow with it, grow with the planet, mm. and um, move beyond the either-or mindset, which has been the result of this left brain, right brain alternative dominance during the first tier of consciousness. And we're making this huge leap into second tier where it's a both-and space. Yeah. And it, we, we are literally moving to a place where we can operate with both left and right brain active at the same time in an integrated way. Yes. And you can practice it. It just occurs to me of a, a very simple little technique that I practiced years ago in, in workshop that I, I was involved in a long time ago where you take you start a little story. You, you, you find, a, find a friend right now if you're there. No. Find a friend, find someone you want to, uh, or maybe a stranger, and someone comes with a, a topic, you know, like there's a spider that's climbing up the drain pipe and suddenly a lightning bolt strikes the ground nearby and the next person just picks up the story but doesn't say because the tendency is to say oh but and then you know yeah. but something else and and to, to contradict or to go against rather than saying yes and so you take a story and you just go yes and and the person continues now that seems very obvious and simple at the beginning but if you do this for five ten minutes with uh, with opposite someone the, the energy lifts up and it's suddenly good. extraordinary new capacities to see ideas visions and connections occur quite immediately really for most people yeah i agree it's, mm. it's a great exercise very, some people are quite challenged by the course also because uh, it is know, challenging yeah because yeah. you know many of us just like to have the contradictions we like to have the opposite because it makes us feel kind of safe i think it's been the way of the world, been the for, way so of the world for a long time yeah Thanks for joining us here. That's it for uh, for Future Sense. We'll be back next Monday morning from 9 till 11 a.m. And uh, keep those texts rolling in. Stay tuned to Bay FM. And uh, we know where the love is here. And it's for you and for each other. That's how it should be. You've been listening to Future Sense, a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name, broadcast on Bay FM in Byron Bay, Australia, at bayfm.org. Future Sense is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. The future is here now. It's just not evenly distributed.